Welcome to Recognize Your Truth. I am your host, Lisa Williams. This is the podcast that offers motivation and inspiration to act, speak, and think in ways that make a positive impact on your life. Each week, we bring you a message or a guest that give you tools to live up to your full potential. You are in for a treat today. My guest is Tom Sylvester, and him and his wife have built three very successful businesses since graduating from college, and they basically had set their mind to what they wanted their end goal to look like and by what age, and reversed engineered it and made it happen. And it's all based on mindset and determination. And we are going to dive in. Welcome, Tom. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Lisa. It's great to be here. Thank you for joining me. So I'm just going to dive in and kind of ask you if you could tell me a little bit about what you do and how you got started and kind of tell me how you met your wife and and where where you guys were and where you are now. Yeah, absolutely. So let's start with where we are now. So uh, my wife and I are both 35, or actually she's going to be 35 in a couple of months. Uh, We have built three different businesses, uh, a real estate investing business, a brick and mortar wine and liquor store, and a coaching and consulting business for entrepreneurs. And so by building those three businesses, uh, we've actually both been able to leave our jobs and uh, do what we tell people, which is really design uh, your life first and then make your career or your business support that. Uh, We also are parents. So we have two kids, a seven-year-old and a four-year-old. So, you know, over the past, you know, 11, 12 years, it's really been this crazy journey of, first getting aligned on what we wanted our future life to look like and then working through all the challenges of you know getting uh, on the same page starting these businesses and then really setting them up in a way that would allow us to not only make money not only help our customers but ultimately have the freedom and the space to build our life and enjoy the life that we wanted Okay, so let's go back a little bit and tell me how you and your wife met and where you were when you met and and what dreams and goals and and mindset you had created at that time. Yeah, so believe it or not, uh, my wife was actually the very first woman that I saw at college. And so uh, we started dating like right away. And about four years later, when we were getting ready to graduate, uh, we were looking ahead. Well, I, w- I was looking ahead and I had a computer science degree. She had a zoology degree. Uh, we had a whole bunch of debt from student loans and credit cards and neither of us had jobs. So as I was looking towards the future, I was like, you know, I don't like this path. Uh, you know, my future looked like sitting in the cubicle working for someone for the next 45 years. Uh, I envisioned her like being able to play with animals and do all this cool stuff, except that we didn't have any of those jobs in the place we were living. Um, so I just saw this rocky path. And so I made this decision and I said, you know what? I want us to be retired by 35. And I had no idea how to make that happen, what that would look like. And uh, when I shared that with her, she was like, oh yeah, that's just another one of your ideas. You'll forget about it next week. Uh, but I was serious about it. 
So I set that goal and then really set out to figure out how to make it happen. And so the first thing I did was just started looking at people that were successful or where I wanted to be and just started looking at like, what did they do or how did they get there? And so I looked through, tried, you know, to create different businesses or invest in the stock market or invest in real estate. And every time I would have an idea, Ariana would say no. And it all kind of came to a head when I heard this ad on the radio for this like free real estate investing training. And I ended up going to it. I spent about $7,500 on two different credit cards to buy their quote unquote advanced training. And then realized that I had to tell Ariana about this. Uh, <laughs> you know, what you can imagine was not an easy conversation. Sure. Um, okay. So then after you told her about it, where, where did your, how did, where did your path go from there? Yeah. So you can imagine it was a lot of very difficult conversations, uh, a lot of tears on both sides. And right. ultimately what came out of it was Ariana asked this really good question. She's like, you know, we're getting married in nine months. Uh, we have a whole bunch of debt. Like, why would you do this? And it was at that moment that I started explaining it. I said, you know, I, I want to have a life where we have freedom. I want to not be dependent on jobs or have to worry about money. Uh, when we have kids, I want to be able to be there for them and to create these really cool experiences and be amazing parents. And what was really cool was she's like, you know, I, I really want the same thing. And what epiphany I had at that point was I kept telling her what I wanted to do. So like I want to start a business or I want to invest in real estate. And I never told her why. And I never asked what she wanted the future to look like. And once we got aligned on that, then we could start having really good conversations about this is where we want to go. Now, how do we get there? What are the different paths and which one do we want to choose? And um, so basically that then turned into, okay, well, you just spent a whole bunch of money on real estate. We better figure out how to make that money back. And so um, I started investing in real estate. I bought a duplex and then continued building that um, from there and just buying more property, making more money with each property we bought uh, in order to pay that back and start building that business out. So going into real estate, you know, you're, you're sitting here telling me you invested money, y'all are broke, you have college loans. How did you make that happen with, with the debt and, and the loans? And how did you create that? Scraped it together and was resourceful. So, uh, you know, one of the biggest things I tell people is like, look, when you get started, especially if you're getting started from, you know, a, a spot where you've got debt or you've got maybe not a lot of free time, uh, you've got to really just take a look at what resources you have and see what changes you can make to make that work. So, um, you know, we started uh, selling stuff that we didn't need around the house. We started cutting our monthly expenses. You know, we would, instead of going out for pizza on Friday night, we would get a frozen pizza. So we just made a whole bunch of changes to free up some money. Um, you know, and then even with that, we still didn't have enough. So uh, I actually went and called my cousin who bought the training with me. He went in on half and I said, look, I found this really good deal. I don't have enough money to put the down payment in. Would you be willing to go in? And then this will help both of us pay that off. So I brought my cousin in, which was good because then we had enough money for the down payment but we didn't have a bank that would give us money because you know they told us we were too young or our credit score was bad or we had too much debt. So sure. we had to go from bank to bank to bank. Um, and I finally found a local bank 
you know, I, I actually requested an in-person meeting. I went in with a suit on and had a plan professionally prepared. And ultimately that bank said yes. So, you know, a lot of people can look at that situation or their own situation and be like, well, there's no way I'll be able to do that. I don't have the money or whatever excuse they come up with. And what I realized at that point was that like I had to make this work and I had to just start saying, what can I do to do to create the money and to create the time I need to get this thing rolling? And that's what I did. I love that um, you that you made it happen. And so I kind of want to dive in, Tom, a little bit into the mindset of, you know, you had set this goal that we're going to retire by 35 and here you guys both are at the age, you know, your wife's almost 35 and you're 35 and you made it happen where you're living a life by design. So let's back up a little bit and tell me your mindset. You know, how did you, how did you, you know, what were your thought processes? Because, you know, I, I read a lot about mindset and, you know, in books like Think and Grow Rich or As a Man Thinketh, it's all about your mindset of, you know, creating this in your mind. So tell me a little bit about what you did there. Yeah, you know, so when I look at this, like when I was in grad school, um, one of my favorite classes was called, um, uh, I forget what it was called, but basically what happened was, oh, it was executive leadership. So every week we would have a new CEO come in and they would basically explain their journey and their views on leadership. And then we would kick them out and we would kind of like critique or contrast like their, their mindset, how they got to where they are. And one thing that always stood out to me was that a lot of these really good leaders were athletes. And so my, I was an athlete, my wife was an athlete. So what I've always done whenever I was playing sports was basically envisioned what was going to happen in the game, right? So I would envision running down the field. I would envision what it actually looked like. And then I would envision how I was going to score. And so a couple of key things really stood out to me when I started looking back at how this ended up working out for us. The first thing was, was I got clear on what I wanted it to look like. You know, I set a very clear goal, retire by 35. So I knew what the target was. I knew what the goal was. I then said, okay, so what does it have to look like in order to make that happen. So I started looking at like financially what that would look like. And then I started working backwards and saying, okay, in order to, you know, make that amount of money, what are the different ways that I can do that? So I really started out getting super clear on, you know, what I wanted to do and the ways to get there. And then the second piece, and you often hear about this in mindset books, but you never understand how to implement it, is the importance of your why. Because like things are going to get tough and you're going to face barriers and obstacles on the way. So knowing why you want to do this and having that why be more important to you than the pain or the discomfort or the vulnerability that you're going to go through when you're trying to do something new that you've never done before is so critical. And that's often what people miss is they, they say they want to do something like they say they want to start a business and they don't take that time to really figure out what does that look like? Uh, what's going to be required of them in order to do the things they need to do to make that happen? And they don't realize that being successful really all comes down to you and your ability to grow, to overcome the challenges. Because regardless of what you try to do or how well you do it, challenges will always come up. So you've got to have this mindset of I'm committing to the process and whatever challenges come up along the way, I'm going to grow and do what I need to do to overcome those. So how did you, 
start putting your why into uh, into process? How did you create your why? Yeah, so this has definitely been refined over the years. Um, but initially, it was super simple. It was, if I think 10 years out, let me just start describing what I want my life to look like. And then on the flip side, what don't I want my life to look like? And so, you know, for most people, what we found is that these fall into like four major categories. So most people initially focus on the things that they want. So for example, I want this house. I want to drive this car. Sure. Also focus on the experiences they want. You know, I want to be able to travel with my family. I want to be able to pay off debt. And so that's where we started a lot of it. But then there's also these two other categories that we found were super important. The third one is the relationships that I want to have. So, you know, I, I knew I wanted to have a very strong relationship with my wife. I knew I wanted to be a really good parent to our future kids. And then the final one was the impact that I wanted to make. And this is something that a lot of people don't think about early on, but it is really important because when you like, we go through this weird thing where we initially start out in like survivor mode. And all we're trying to do with our job or with our business is to make enough money to take care of ourselves and our family. And so that drives you for a long time. And it drove me for a long time. But then you get to this weird point where once you have that taken care of, you almost get lost because your whole reason for doing this initially was to take care of yourself. And once you realize that's done, you, you hit this weird place where you're successful and from the outside, people see you as successful, but now you've kind of lost your purpose. And what we found really helps people drive through after that is really understanding the relationships that they want to deepen and the impact they want to have. So it shifts from just surviving and taking care of ourselves to looking out beyond ourselves and moving into this thrive mode where we're like, I get my fulfillment and I really, you know, am happy because I'm able to be around the people I want to be around and I'm able to help the people that I want to help. I love that you say that um, and that you reverse engineered kind of what you wanted. And, you know, going back to when you were playing sports and you could envision what it was going to look like, I think when we envision what we want our life to look like and we picture ourselves already doing that, um, and you could, you know, chime in here, that that's kind of where you have to go. You have to already envision that you're doing what it is you want or desire. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's really what it comes down to because here's the challenge that we all face is that when we go out and set that vision for what we want the future to look like, we obviously haven't done it yet. So the first step is having clarity on what we want to have. And then when we reverse engineer it, we then say, okay, that's what we want to have. What are the different paths to get there? And what actions do we have to take to make that a reality? And then we take it one step further and say, okay, you know, who do I have to be in order to take those actions to have that success or to have that future result? So what most people miss is that it really comes down to you and starting with you and, you know, what your habits are, uh, what your mindset looks like, um, you know, what you're willing to learn and how you're willing to grow. And a lot of people don't realize that they're always looking for like strategies and tactics where they don't realize that it really comes back to them and who they are and how they act every single day. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, it's not about, 
the things you buy or the courses or the classes or, um, you know, of course we, I, I am a true believer in mentorship and coaching, but it's all about your desire and, and coming from within, within you. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I was gonna say, well, just quick on that. So if you look at that, you know, we're huge proponents of, you know, training and, and education as well. And if you look at it, you know, two people could read the same book or take the same course or get coached by the same person. And one could be wildly successful and the other one, maybe not. And when you look at that, it often comes down to not the course or the material or the coach, but oftentimes it comes down to, is that person at the right point? And are they willing to be the person that can then do the things to achieve that success? And oftentimes what people will do is they'll keep searching for another course or another training or another podcast and not realize that the common denominator that's holding them back is themselves. So the answer often isn't outside in another course or another coach, but it's inside with who they are and what they're not willing to address or tackle that's actually preventing them from moving forward. Well, and it's, it's, it's the fear that's driving you, whether it be fear of success, because there, that's a lot of, of the fear that's out there is fear of success or fear of failure or fear of what other people think about you or how other people will respond. So when fear drives you, then that's going to prevent you from, from doing anything, from moving forward. It's going to keep you on that hamster wheel. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's why, like, I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up because, you know, one of the first things I do whenever I meet someone is, you know, I'm, I'm just curious. I'm asking questions. And, you know, when people do say they want, they, they have that epiphany, whatever that is for them, and they do say they want to change their lives and they want to improve it, so much of it is just being able to ask them questions and help them clarify what is it they really want and then what is it that's really holding them back. Because a lot of times, to your point, it is fear, but people can't quantify it or they don't really know where it's coming from. So having somebody that can ask you those powerful questions and help you realize this is really the thing that's holding you back and then help you work through that specific challenge is so critical. And that often doesn't come from reading a book or doing a course. It actually comes from somebody that's been there and that can help you navigate through that challenge. I couldn't agree more. Doing coaching myself, you know, in some of my clients, it's just so um, gratifying, I, I guess is the word, to see when they have those epiphanies. And you're just, you're really just asking questions. They are coming to the conclusions themselves. And even being coached myself, I see those things happening just when my coach is asking me the questions and I come to the conclusions on, on my own. You know, it's just, it's so ah, you know, it's an aha moment. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, what's interesting, like with our journey is, you know, the fears that I had and the fears that Ariana had were very different. And early on, I didn't dive deep enough into like when she would like, she would always say no. And I just took that as her saying no and not wanting to do it. Come to find out years later, it was seated in fear. And what I didn't understand until we actually started seeing a marriage therapist and she asked powerful questions was that I, I saw Ariana and everything she does is amazing. Like she's so good at it. So I couldn't understand why she had fear in these things. Cause I'm like, you're going to do awesome. You do awesome in everything. What it came down to was she, Ariana only did the things 
that she knew she was going to be successful at. So when she, there was something that she didn't think she would be successful at, she avoided it at all costs. And it wasn't until somebody asked the question and we had that clarity that we could then work through that. But for the longest time, I just thought she didn't want to do it. And I couldn't understand why, because she was so good, where it really came down to her fear of failure. So it it was stepping out of her comfort zone. Yeah, absolutely. And once, and, and then she had this other thought that like, well, if I try it and I fail, like Tom's going to look at me a certain way. Whereas ironically, I was frustrated with her not trying. I was like, listen, if you try and you fail a thousand times, I'm okay with that. What I get frustrated at is when you don't try. So just having clarity and being able to explore some of these things helps so much. I couldn't agree more. So I kind of want to dive into the fear a little bit more. So you kind of expressed a little bit about what Ariana was fearing, but tell me some of the things that you might have feared um, getting to where you are. Yeah. You know, for me, my biggest fear was, you know, people thinking that I was dumb or I didn't know things. And uh, a lot of that really stemmed for me. You know, my my parents got divorced when I was young and I actually was living on my own at 16, uh, working three jobs while going through high school. And I had had early success with our real estate business. And I eventually got into doing um, business consulting for like Fortune 500 companies, some of these really big companies. And so I had this amazing opportunity to work with a lot of leaders. And I actually had one of my mentors in one of our sessions really call me out. And he's like, you know, Tom, you're not doing the best you could with these leaders you're working with. And what it came down to was, you know, I was afraid of looking dumb. I was afraid of these guys, you know, I had like imposter syndrome. I was afraid that they were going to realize that I was a fraud and I really didn't know as much as I thought I did. Um, Or that if I asked a question, suddenly people were going to be like, oh, he's not, you know, successful because he's asking a question. And so I had a mentor really reframe this for me. And he said, you know, Tom, you know, it's not about you. When these people hire you in, they're hiring you because they have a specific result or outcome they need and they know that you can help them. So when you go into these situations, I don't want you to think about you at all. I want you to think about serving that client. And so he's like, you know, ask the dumb questions. You know, he's like, if you see something, say it like provide the feedback. And so when I did that, and it it was challenging. When I did that, though, what I found was he was spot on. You know, when I asked the dumb question, everybody else in the room, all the other leaders had the same question, but no one was willing to ask it because they didn't want to look stupid. Or when I would provide the feedback to a leader, and I was afraid that like, you know, he would get mad, or maybe they would kick me out of this engagement because they didn't like what I said. It was actually the complete opposite. They're like, you know, Tom, thank you for sharing that. Nobody on my team is honest with me and I need to hear that so I can improve. So it went from me feeling like inadequate or that imposter syndrome of looking stupid to realizing that that ability to ask the tough questions and to be vulnerable is actually what set me apart and what actually helped me really have success with the people I was working with. Isn't that fascinating that nobody wants to ask the question, but everybody wants to know the answer? <laughs> I just, Absolutely. I think that's so fascinating. Like we're all scared to ask the question for fear of feeling or, or 
being portrayed as dumb or stupid or um, not knowledgeable. It's just amazing. Um, yeah, well, and um, oh, I was going to say just quick on that. So it's funny because when I started doing that, um, a couple of years later, I was actually in a VP's office for like our weekly coaching session. And I walk in and this woman looks at me and she goes, you know, Tom, you're really good at getting naked. <laughs> so I'm like, huh, uh, where, where do I go with this? <laughs> and so, you know, she, she absolutely knew what she was doing. So she let the uncomfortableness sit for a little bit. And then she's like, no, no, no. She's like, I just read this book called, um, you know, Getting Naked. And she's like, it was all about these two consultants and their approach to things. And she's like, it just reminded me of you because, you know, you're willing to ask us the tough questions and you're willing to go into a situation where maybe you don't know the answer, but you're willing to work through it with us. Um, and so afterwards I read the book and I was like, oh my gosh, this explains why I've been able to be so successful with kind of these counterintuitive approaches that my mentor gave me. And so I, I recommend it to anyone that's a service provider or a coach because it really reframes your role in the relationship and it really helps you to succeed by being that person that's willing to do what other people aren't. Uh, I love that. <laughs> that. That kind of made you a little uncomfortable standing there for a few minutes, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, and you know, years later, it made a really good story. So that's all that matters. <laughs> of course. Um, okay, so tell me a little bit about your coaching business and what you and Ariana do and, and what service you provide. Yeah, so our business is called Lifestyle Builders. And um, initially, when I left like corporate consulting, I was working with entrepreneurs and basically what happened, long story short, was um, I started helping these entrepreneurs get really good success in business, but we saw that like, you know, their life was kind of falling apart or they weren't happy, you know, so things like um, they were getting divorced or even though they were making money, making more money wasn't converting to happiness. And so when Ariana and I were kind of reviewing things and looking back, we said, you know, this approach we've taken to building a business has really started with figuring out what we wanted our lives to look like and then building the business towards that. And so we said, that's really the approach we should take to building our businesses and helping our clients. So that's what we did. And um, ultimately we work with entrepreneurs that realize they are seeking more freedom in their life. And that could be time freedom or financial freedom. And they want to do that through business. So really my bread and butter is helping established businesses to grow in a way that allows them to step away from the day-to-day -day of their business and ultimately put systems in place, put a team in place and truly be their business owner so that the business can grow without taking over their lives and taking more time. Um, but what's been really cool is that because we've been able to help so many businesses with that, we've also been able to step back and really focus our passion on helping new entrepreneurs get started because we know how difficult it was when we first got started. So now we also have a program that helps new entrepreneurs figure out what they want their life to look like, figure out what the finances have to look like, and then figure out how to initially validate and start making sales with their business so that they can grow it and eventually leave their jobs. So we really love working with people that, you know, align with our core values are all about providing a really good service to their customer while also making sure that they're building their business in support of their ideal lifestyle. 
Would you mind um, sharing maybe one or two little tips or tricks on how you go about getting started on building your business? Yeah, the, the biggest mistake that most people make is they focus so much on the idea or the product and they don't focus nearly enough time on their customer. So there's this idea out there that when you come up with a really good idea or a really good product, that's what builds a successful business. The reality is it's solving problems for people. So what I would recommend to anyone that's either trying to start a business or if they have a business and it just kind of seems stuck and it's not growing, spend time around the people that you want to serve. So um, take them out for coffee, get on uh, video chats with them, uh, go to conferences where they are, just find these people and talk to them. Because the more people you talk to and the better you understand the people you want to help, the better you're going to then be able to come back and make sure that your business is structured to attract these people, to nurture them and help them understand and get clarity on the things they need to, and then ultimately present your solution so that it can solve their problem. And that's the biggest thing most people do they or don't do is when they start their business or when they're struggling, they focus on everything else but that. They think they've got to build a beautiful website and get a beautiful logo and they've got to be on social media and they got to do all these other things but they're not spending time, enough time truly understanding their customer and basically asking the question, how can I best serve them in a way that they find value so that they're willing to pay me money? I couldn't agree more. And I have myself fallen into that trap many times. And what I have found is it's serve, 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 and then finally you sell. And it's, it's the same thing. It's give, 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 and then you receive. And so it's all about your mindset going back to that of how can I serve whom, whoever my audience is? Yep. A hundred percent. And that's, you know, and what you'll find is a lot of people justify doing those other things because they say they're working on their business. Um, the second tip that I would give people, and this, this is true regardless of what level your business is at is identify the next problem you need to solve and focus the majority of your efforts on that. And so like what a lot of people do is they're bouncing all around. And as entrepreneurs, you've probably heard of like shiny object syndrome. And that happens when we see an opportunity and we just go and take it. And for entrepreneurs where we're always looking for that, that's super easy. So what we recommend people do is get really structured in what their goals are and then what the next thing is they need to do to reach those goals. And then focusing your attention there. So that means only reading books that help you solve that problem. Only listening to podcasts that help you with that. Only buying training or courses or getting coaching around that problem. So it lets you, one, solve that problem faster. And two, avoid, you know, splitting your resources and your focus and your investments across too many things that don't ultimately lead you to your goal. I couldn't agree more. Again, fell into the trap myself um, and had to back up and say, I can only take one bite at a time. You know, you can't take the whole elephant at, at one time. So what's the next thing that you need to do right now at this time? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, for everyone listening, like you guys are hearing it, right? Like Lisa has fallen into that trap. We've fallen into that trap multiple times and it is so easy to do. So when you're, when you're working hard and it doesn't seem like you're making the progress you want, biggest recommendation is to take a step back and really start diving into what is it you want to achieve? What is getting in the way? 
And then just look at where you're spending your resources. Look at where you're spending your time, your money, and your focus. And oftentimes, there's a disconnect between those. And that will allow you to reset and refocus your resources towards solving that problem. I couldn't agree more. So, Tom, tell us how we could find you. Tell us how we could support you and um, where you are on social media, your website, and how anybody could get in touch with you. Yeah, absolutely. So you can find everything that we have going on, which is quite a bit, at TomAndAriana.com. There you'll be able to find our podcast, which Ariana and I host weekly, and really talk about how to build your business while also building your ideal lifestyle. Um, We also have a book coming out in October called Lifestyle Builders, Build Your Business, Quit Your Job, and Live Your Ideal Life which is uh, the process that we take people through along with some of the stories uh, from our journey and our key points along the way. And so if people are interested in that, they can find that at lifestylebuildersbook.com. All right. And I will put all those in the show notes so that people could link up to you. And what about um, social media, Um, Facebook, Instagram? Yep. So we're everywhere and you can find us at Tom and Ariana. Um, or if you go onto our website, you'll have all of our social channels there as well. Awesome. So I will put all of that in the show notes as well. All right. Thank you so much. This has been a pleasure. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for sharing some tips and tricks on building your business. And um, I look forward to following you myself. What a great interview and so many nuggets of information about building a business and facing your fears and creating the mindset about the life that you truly want to live. Thanks, Tom. I appreciate it. If you would please share, rate, and review this podcast, I would appreciate it. It helps me um, make my way up on the infamous algorithms of the internet and have a blessed day. Go out and face your truth, recognize your truth, and walk your truth. The song is Genuine by Julio Ortiz, and I will link his website in the show notes. Thank you so much.